Good evening. I am back to try to record again. It's been a little while because I have realized it's hard to find time to do a podcast when you're busy and you're doing you have a full life as it is. But I do think this is important and I see people are listening, which I'm really grateful for. I uh, want to invite you, if you have any feedback, how I could make this more helpful to get in touch with me. I plan to put my email address in the uh, podcast information so you know how to get in touch with me. One of the things I have learned is that in order to do this, I cannot put in a whole lot of preparation. I just need to open my Bible and sit down and record, and I think that's okay. I'm not going to assert anything I'm not sure about in terms of applying these scriptures that I'm reading. just going to read it and guide you to think about it as you fall asleep peacefully. And so... Without further ado, let's get some sleep. God is good and he gives his children sleep and it's time for you to get some sleep. And so I'm going to read Revelation this time. Apocalypse, uh, the closest thing in the New Testament to a book of prophecy. And we'll just read Revelation chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. It says, The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. That's plenty for us to chew on tonight. Let's just take it bit by bit, the revelation of Jesus Christ. When I first read that, it makes me think it is a revelation of Jesus, that Jesus himself is the one being revealed, but it actually seems like it's saying it's the revelation that belongs to Jesus. Uh, because it says next, which God gave him to show his servants. So this is a revelation God, probably meaning God the Father, gave to Jesus Christ to show to his servants, his bond servants, the things that must soon take place. So let's start off just by locating ourselves here. We are, if we are Christians, and I don't know you all that well, but you're listening to a scripture meditation podcast, so for our sake right now, let's assume you are a Christian. You are someone who has trusted in Jesus to be made right with God and is following Jesus as your Lord. We are his servants, his bond servants. So let's just sort of let that settle in just for a minute. our identity as servants. It's kind of refreshing and takes a little bit of a load off. It's it's work to be a servant. We do our master's bidding, but we're not the ones in charge. The buck doesn't stop here with you or with me. We're just doing what Jesus tells us to do. 
And that could be a bit of a relief. Maybe you have felt like you are the one in charge today. You might have a lot of responsibilities. But even deeper than that, you're actually just a servant of Jesus. He is the head of the church. He is the king of kings. He's the one in charge. We're just servants. That's a humble identifier. It's good. It's healthy to remember. So what's being introduced here is a revelation. God gave this revelation to Jesus Christ to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. Before we move on too far, let's think about that relationship there mentioned in the beginning. God gave this revelation to Jesus Christ. Now, I'm pretty sure this is a glimpse into the Trinity, just like we see through the Gospels, especially the Gospel of John, who also, John also was the, the human instrument, the writer of the revelation to John that God the Father always gave Jesus, the Son, the words to say. Jesus didn't pass along anything of himself. It was always what the Father gave him to say, to the followers that the Father gave him to say it to. And so that relationship continues even after the ascension. God gives Jesus Christ this revelation. Jesus, in turn, gives it to his servants in this book, and it's about the things that must soon take place. Soon. A lot of time has passed since this was written, so soon is a flexible term when we're dealing with God who is eternal. But they are in some sense imminent, the things that we will see in Revelation. Next it says, He made it known by sending His angel to His servant. John. So there's a lot of different entities involved in this. God, to Jesus, to an angel, to John, to us. It says, John bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. There's something interesting in there. I wonder if you've thought much about John and the other apostles these were just folks, just regular folks. They weren't super brilliant. What they were was witnesses. So if you think about uh, a legal proceeding, the witness um, is there because he or she saw something, and they're really just there to report what they saw. And that's really what John and the apostles were doing. They were just saying, we saw Jesus. We went around with him. We heard his teaching. We saw his character lived out. We saw miracles. We saw him put to death. We saw him buried. We saw him alive again, resurrected. We saw him ascend into the heavens. And now John is going to report what he bore witness to in this new revelation from God through Jesus via angel, onto us. So these apostles weren't superheroes, just witnesses. And then verse 3, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. Nice, I am reading it aloud right now. I'm going to be blessed according to this promise. 
And beyond that, it says, and blessed are those who hear. So you will be blessed. Just what you're doing right now, you're putting yourself in a position to be blessed, to receive benefit from God. This next part is essential, though. It says, blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it. So you don't just want to hear. You want to hear and keep it, hang on to it, respond to it, act on it. So I've been doing a lot of talking. I usually try to give some space for you to think. I'm getting back into the swing of things, so you'll have to be patient with me. But just think about the word that you have received lately, sermons you've heard, your own quiet times. Are you just hearing it or are you keeping it? Uh, guarding it, hanging on to it as a valuable treasure so that you can live in light of it. Just try to remember back to before right now, what's the last scripture that you either heard or read? might not be able to remember anything, uh, or you might, and if you don't remember anything, then that's okay. It's good that you're hearing Scripture right now. Uh, if you do, take a further moment to reflect on what you've done with that Scripture that you heard. How did you adjust your thinking because of the Scripture that you heard? How did you adjust the way you go about your life? What was different about you after you heard that scripture as compared to before you heard that scripture? says there in verse 3, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it. For the time is near. Let's just think about that last bit there. For the time is near. That was already hinted at back in verse 1. It says that this was a revelation to show Jesus' servants, the things that must soon take place. And now it adds, for the time is near. You picture these folks in the early church while the apostles were still ministering uh, within uh, a time frame that people were still alive who had seen Jesus. I think they really thought that Jesus was coming back within their lifespan. They had good reason to think that. I think that's one of the reasons in Acts you see them liquidating all of their assets and giving them away. I 
think part of that was they didn't see any need to retain it because Jesus was coming back any minute. I read a book once that, it was a fictional book, but it depicted the disciples, and Peter in particular, and his character in the book was always squinting and looking off to the horizon like he was looking for somebody. And the protagonist eventually realized he was looking for Jesus. He really thought Jesus was coming any second. But now it's been years and years and generations and our own lives stretch on and we lose that urgency. Now that's no big deal. To God, to God one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. So soon and near in terms of time, these are relative concepts as we think about God's timing. But what about you? Do you have a sense of urgency about the things of God? What I mean for you to consider as you're drifting off, do you in your daily life live as though Jesus is coming back soon, could come back today? What difference would it make thinking about your day tomorrow, just mentally going through, as far as you can tell, what you'll be doing tomorrow? What difference would it make for you to be squinting toward the horizon, to live in light of the fact that Jesus is coming back and maybe tomorrow? How does that impact you emotionally? It could be a very comforting notion or it could be sort of a terrifying notion. It's comforting because we know Jesus is our Savior and our Lord and He's good and we love Him and we want Him to be on the throne and we want to be with Him. But at the same time, it's very unknown. What is it going to be like? Just in your memory, go back through and piece together what you know from the scriptures of what it's going to be like. In your imagination and in your mind's eye, Based on the things that you can remember from Scripture, try to visualize it as if you were uh, directing a movie or something that was going to depict it. What's it going to look like? What's it going to be like?
Well, it's beyond the scope of tonight's passage to try to get into those details, which is a bit of a cop-out, too, I admit, because I, I struggle to wrap my mind around exactly what it's going to be like. But I just want to leave you with some things that are certainly true. God is good, and God is in control. You're not in control. Maybe you thought you were in control, but some things came along that showed you that that is not so much true, and that's good, because you're going to be the most at peace when you realize that you can't control things. God is in control, and He has taken the initiative through Jesus Christ to reveal some things to us in Scripture. And so the apostles, like John, faithfully bore witness and put down on paper by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, supernaturally putting Scripture together to communicate to you. So he's in control and he's in communication with you. Unless you have some unrepentant sin going on in your life that you need to deal with, you can rest assured tonight that you know what you need to know what God means for you to know for right now, and He'll show you what you need to know tomorrow and give you the wisdom you need tomorrow. And if you will keep diligently listening and hearing and keeping His Word, you can rest assured that His will is going to be done in your life and that the good and the bad, all that's going to work together to make you more like Jesus and to bring you closer to Him. So all those uncertainties really aren't all that uncertain. God knows. And they certainly are going to make you like Jesus and bring you closer to Him in preparation for His return. And so I just want to pray for you and hope that you get some good rest tonight. Father, thank you for this revelation that you gave Jesus Christ to show His servants these things that must soon take place. Thank you for making it known by sending your angel to your servant John. Thank you that John bore witness to your word and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And thank you for blessing us, just even in this short reading and hearing and keeping of just these first three verses of Revelation. And I do pray for your blessings over my dear brother or sister who's listening to this, that you would bless them in every way with the peace that surpasses all understanding and the joy of their salvation, with hopeful anticipation of Jesus' return and a determination to live zealously for him tomorrow. And in the meantime a humble rest. May they rest like your servant, who for right now has not been given anything to do. No assignments are pending. Just get some sleep. I thank you that we can trust you like this. In Jesus' name, amen.